What's up, guys? This is the podcast where everyone knows your name. Cheers. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. I'm Josh. And I'm Tyler. And this is our uh, brand new podcast. And we are 30 and Nerdy. 29. Okay. Uh, sure, you're a couple months from being 30. You gotta give could... me You gotta give me just those couple months I have left okay. before I'm... Over the hill like you. Well, it's not over the hill. <laughs> That's another ten years away. Ooh, uh, sorry about the 40-year-olds up there. He didn't mean it. Sorry about that. So, this is our podcast. This is our first official podcast. We can't go wrong after that cool intro. That song that Kyle did for us. Yes, that is my cousin Kyle. That is original music. I sent him a message and said, Hey, me and Josh are getting together. We're doing this thing. I want you to create the music. And the boy came through. And within like 15 minutes, the man <laughs> sends that back to me. Uh, it's just, he, he's amazing. Kyle and always comes through. He always does. And, uh, and I might just have to tell him that. <laughs> I might just I might just have to do that. Love you, Kyle. <laughs> he's going to hate you. I love you. <laughs> so, and if you look at our Facebook page, the original... Design for 30 and Nerdy was created by David. David Nunez. One of your best friends uh, and, and a very Love talented artist. Very br- bright mind as, as well as instrumentalist. Um, maybe him and Kyle could fuse together and create an even bigger theme song. I for think the world would be ready. No, they wouldn't be ready. Ned would not be ready for that. So, we're doing this podcast and you might think, well... It would be like a musical thermal detonator. Oh my gosh. It would be the A-bomb of uh, musicians. It would be the end game. (laughs) It it would be epic. We'll try that next time. Yeah, we'll try that next time. Thanks for your help, dudes. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you. So, we're doing this podcast, and you're probably thinking, well, okay, there's over 600,000 podcasts in the world. That's true. I found that out. Why should we listen to this one? Well, listen, nerd culture... You probably shouldn't. You probably shouldn't. You probably don't care. (laughs) We're just doing it for ourselves. You know what? If you don't care, we don't care. So... I might care a little bit. Well, yeah, but we're having fun. Are you having fun? I'm having fun. This is fun. This is fun. We've been having fun planning this whole thing. Mm -hmm. We've been having fun talking back and forth and just getting to be ourselves Mm -hmm. and hang out with each other and talk Mm -hmm. about the things we love. Yeah, I mean, the whole point of it is really, we, neither one of us are by any means experts on, you know, critiquing sure. I'm cinema, not a film cinema and, you know. I'm not a comic we critic. We just I'm not a critic. spend most of our time talking about this stuff anyway, and we do happen to be pretty knowledgeable about it yeah. for, you know, as much as you can be as a fan, and we both find that we're two of the guys that, you know, a new movie comes out. People want to know what's up. They want to get the skinny yeah. on it, or they have questions. They get our opinion. Something about it was confu- confusing for them. They'll ask our, our opinion on things. Ask us to clear things up. And you know, I don't I don't mind being that guy. It's kind of cool. Well, yeah, I was at a rehearsal tonight, and probably five or six people pulled me aside and said, "Have you seen it?" 
Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? What'd you think? What'd you think? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's exactly why we want to do yeah. this. Because people do care about our opinion on this nerd culture. Not just comic book stuff, but, you know, video game stuff like that. I like to think so. Oh, you know. There's like- this uh, meme that was going around uh, this past week. Uh, this teacher had put this big sign on his door talking about, you know, he's going to see Endgame with his brother on Wednesday at the at the earliest. Yes. And he's like, if any of you spoil this, you're going to wish that Thanos gets to you before me or something <laughs> like that. And I got tagged no less than like five times on that. Like, Is this you? I feel this had to have been I feel, you. I feel you said this. I did have a day where I was a little worried because some of the kids had seen it. Well, we had to wait till Saturday, but it came out Thursday. Yeah, we, you know, before we started, we agreed that we weren't going to start talking about Endgame. It's but impossible. here we are. It's if you haven't seen Endgame, go see Endgame. What are you doing? Go now, pause, hit the pause button. Yes, go see it. Then come, then back. come back. And then next time, well, maybe we'll, to be fair, we'll give them a whole week or so. Before we do an in-game podcast. I think that's a great idea. We'll, we'll be fair. We'll the next time just talking about in-game. But for now, we're going to talk yes. about us. something even more extraordinary than in-game. Us. And that's us. Absolutely. No, I joke. I <laughs> Nothing beats in-game. <laughs> well, but, we're close. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of a big deal. Um, we have a podcast in everything. Exactly. We're really not those guys. We're just kidding. no. We're really not. Uh, we're actually pretty cool guys. We're fun. We like to joke around. So, Josh, we're we're sitting here in your man cave in your fortress of Joshitude. We're surrounded by all these uh, cool collections you have and comic book paraphernalia and stuff like that. And I felt like this is a great place to do it because it just feels like a comfort zone this is for home. us. It is. It's home. It's you not know, just your physical home. I mean, we we've could got... probably do an entire podcast on just my man cave, and it's not even finished yet. It's, no, it's not. It's in the very early stages, but I couldn't wait to hang things up here and there. And those of you who have been fortunate enough to step into the cave, you know, uh, you know what we're talking about. There's all kinds of cool stuff down here. I have way too many toys, more than a grown man should have. <laughs> We'll say but that. you don't play with them. You collect them. I collect them because <laughs> one day uh, those six Thanos statues over there are probably going to put my daughter through college. So it'll be worth if it. I can part with them. It'll be worth it. Absolutely worth it. If but in the meantime, it's, in the meantime, it's fun for me to have it. So I'm I want to know is what are you going to do if one day Emma gets a little older and unboxes? Accidentally unboxes a, a very important pop. Um, I've already thought about this, actually, because I'm actually that concerned about it. <laughs> well, if you've seen the Lego movie, spoiler, in the end, the dad is like the real life version of the villain from the mm-hmm. Lego Land, and he, you know, he has all these cool Legos, but he doesn't let his kid play with them. So he's the villain in the story the kid makes up. <laughs> I don't want to be the villain. I don't want to be Lord Business. I don't want to be Will Ferrell in the Lego Movie. So, if Emma unboxes, Emma, if you're listening, please don't unbox Daddy's pops. But if you do, I'll forgive you, and we'll play with the pop together. And maybe I can still get like half of the value. Half of value. <laughs> so, you're that worried? You have a plan? Yeah. 
But it's smart though. It's smart to have a backup plan. And I, I kid. I mean, I, I'm I'm not the collector that you and our friend Logan are, but I do have a few. I I, I bust you all's chops quite a bit about the pop hunting experience and the constant talking back and forth. But really, it's really cool to see them all, uh, especially those Thanos are together. That's really cool. I have the uh, this the Walmart series of pops. Of- Thanos and each it's like a set of six and each one is a represents a different infinity stone yeah so it's very cool there's a, a chrome orange red yellow blue purple and green really cool and if we did a pod on Funko Pops I could tell you the secret about that Thanos over there and why his face is different than all the other ones you're dying to know. I know it. So t- tune in. <laughs> tune in. in One day future. we'll talk about his pops. Oh, Lord. So we You're thought silly, for our silly first official podcast, we would basically just kind of tell you a little bit about ourselves. Who are these? Who are you? Who are you? I want to know. Who are you? I want you to show me. Uh, I got it. I got it. I want to know who you are. Yeah, I, I got it. I got it. So, it really is the reason we're doing this. I mean, it's really a cool time to be, quote unquote, a nerd. Yeah. Because um, our nerd culture, you know, not just with Marvel and DC, but with like Game of Thrones and and you know science fiction. And fantasy that is that is thriving in this. You know what happened was that all the kids that grew up on Star Wars and things like mm-hmm. that, and the eighties is fine. We had it good in the nineties, but the people from the eighties did too, and they had a lot of fandom like that. The Back yeah. to the Future kids, and you know all that Indiana and Jones, Indiana Jones. Yeah. all those kids grew up and said, "Now we're going to make even better movies." Yes, and that's why every it's so popular everywhere. Everybody watches Game of Thrones and oh yeah, the Marvel movies, and absolutely, all that stuff. Everybody's a nerd, you know, pretty much now. Pretty much, some more than others, something like us, but that people are nerding out about, right? And it could be something as, and there are even. Nerds who think nerds are nerds sometimes. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I nerd out to things like Supernatural, Kingdom Hearts, the Marvel movies, the DC movies. But I've never touched a card game like Magic yeah. <laughs> or yeah. something That's like that. Me. That is not my nerd. I'm not the D&D guy. Yeah, I, I can't like, do that kind of stuff. I, I respect think, that. I'm never going to judge that. True nerds might say we're superficial nerds. That's a good point. Maybe we are. I think I probably am. Possibly. Maybe. I like what everybody else likes. I'm a follower, not a leader. Oh no. You're no. a basic nerd. No, you're not. Is that a thing now? It Did you just be. make that a thing? I just made it a thing. Speaking of making a thing, I created a word for our podcast. Like whenever we talk about the knowledge a nerd has, I'm going to call it nerdledge. Nerd knowledge. See? You marry the words together. Somebody call Daniel Webster. Right? Nerdledge. Speaking of nerdledge, we're going to fill you in on some nerdledge about us. Um, Some of our favorite things. And uh, that way you can get to know the players a little bit as we move forward. You don't have to... You're a player. I am not. Don't say that. My girlfriend might be listening. (laughs) 
Just kidding. He's a great guy. <laughs> so, we're going to do a little Q&A. You cool with that? Do I have a choice? Well, no, you don't have a choice. Right. Um, so, we're going to go He's not going to leave until I do it. So. That's true. I will not leave until you do this Q&A with me. So, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. And you're going to give me a series of answers. Yes, um, some of them are multiple answers, stuff like that. So we're going to start out with, where did it all begin for Josh? What was your first nerd out? What was the first When, when did I know I'm one of the nerds? Yeah, when did you, you know, was it a cartoon? Was it, you know, what, what was it? For me, I think the first big obsession I had in this world was the Power Rangers, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the, the real original OGs, OGs the, the OG R's. Uh, my former students are so proud of me right now. Yeah. I know it. Not only because I said OG, but because I'm doing a podcast. About <laughs> <this>. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Power Rangers. That was my first big thing, and I remember going through the first few years of elementary school. And if something went on after school, like if my mom didn't have me picked up. And didn't have me at somewhere in front of a TV at 4.30 or 5 or whenever Power Rangers came on. I was devastated. Your day I was, was just like, my whole day was ruined. And someone at school is going to have to catch me up on what happened on Power Rangers. And they're not going to retell it as good <laughs> as it should be told. And they wouldn't be able to do it like if I would tell them. Yeah. I know I would tell it better than them. Absolutely. It's all going to be ruined. And I'm going to have no idea what's going to go on. You might as well stop the week. And it just... I'm exaggerating a lot here. But, I mean, I was really upset. We'll put it that way. Yeah. So, I remember that was the first one. And I had all the toys and all the little... Did um, you have the... I had green, red, and black of the toy that, like... They're in their morph suit. It's their human head. But if you push a button, it flipped real flips. quick. And it's their I morph suit. some of those. I, I remember green, having the ones red. that were really opposable. And on the... The belt was a button, and it would they would say, "Oh, it's more for time." Or yeah, whatever. I had two or three of those. Yeah, the I had a, I had a little uh, communicator, wrist communicator too. Yeah, you could say Zordon. You know, it's more for time. It didn't work the way it did in the show, which was off-putting. But I looked cool. Should have. I thought I looked cool. Should have got a refund on that. I should have. So I went from from Power Rangers to Star Wars. Uh, to, oh gosh, Harry Potter was huge for a long time. Uh, wrestling, WWE, WCW, mm-hmm. all those old wrestling, 90s wrestling was where it was at. Legit. Um, Lord of the Rings, those of you who know me know that I have half of my left leg forever <laughs> dedicated to Ian McKellen as Gandalf. You're going to have to... We'll do a Lord of the Rings pod, and you can tell the ancient story of you getting to show Ian McKellen on your tattoo. It's true. It's a true story. One day I'll tell it. <laughs> I get teased for talking about it, because anybody that sees my tattoo and compliments it, I automatically start gushing about, oh, Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen <laughs> loved it. So, oh, you anyway. do. So how about you? What were your... Um, my first big uh, nerd out was to the uh, Darkwing Duck series. I absolutely loved the terror that flaps in the night. Um, 
It's interesting because that's just like one solo TV show it instead is. of a huge franchise. Well, I was I think, always a franchise kid. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it is just that, that basic like Saturday morning cartoons where Darkwing Duck was on, the X-Men 90s TV sh- series was on, um, then obviously the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, huge Green Ranger fan. I did also watch this show. I don't know if anyone else is called Beetleborgs. Mm-hmm. I just remembered that earlier today. That they had a, the blue clown. Yes, guy. Flabber. Was I don't his remember name. any of the names. I don't remember the other names. I just, I remember, just remember that they tried really hard to be Power Rangers and they didn't they work. They tried. So I didn't care. <laughs> they failed miserably. <laughs> but it started with Darkwing Duck. Um, I actually had the costume for Darkwing Duck, and I was him. A couple of times for Halloween when I was a kid. And I had toys of Darkwing Duck. And I had every VHS episode of Darkwing Duck. My mom dressed me as a tree for Halloween. <laughs> Ooh. That's a true story, by the way. I've seen the picture. A tree? A tree. You got to be Darkwing Duck. I was a tree. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. We did Halloween big at my house. I mean, it was it was an epic holiday. What some people today do Christmas, we did Halloween. I mean, our outside decorations, the costumes we do. I mean, it was uh, uh, we did great. And I don't want to make you jealous, um, but it, it was great. Um, so I was a tree. You were a tree. <laughs> What's your next question? Josh was a tree. My next question is, what is your favorite thing about... Our nerd culture. The world of nerd. I love that it is spread so far and that it is so prominent in our culture and in our media today. Mm -hmm. Um, And that everybody loves it and everybody can find a character that they relate to and that they love and identify with in some way. And I, that, that there's something for everybody, and that people like us can get together and have friendships based on their love of these things. Um, I think that's my favorite thing about it. Yeah, that's good. Um, I'd have to say my favorite thing is outside of like if you disagree with who someone aligns themselves with, like DC and Marvel. Even in the DC world, Batman and Superman fans bicker all the time about who's just a better all-around favorite. Um, Aside from that, everyone gets along pretty good. There's not a whole lot of judgment. There's not a whole lot of hate or jeering within the nerd culture. Now, like you said, um, it's becoming more prominent today. So, the term nerd isn't what it used to be. Mm-hmm. It's not the stereotypical When he says, glasses. like I said, he's referring to a conversation we had yesterday. You all were not a part of that. Yes, you weren't a part of that. Uh, the term nerd, you Sucks know... for you. Yeah. You, and now you are. We so. really should just walk around like this all the time. So we can just basically record every conversation we have. I'm hooked. It'd be gold. I'm hooked. I mean, I smell money in this. We'd have our own show. Well, I hope it wafts over this way a little bit. <laughs> so, I love that. I love that 
everyone has a place. I agree. Um, what's your least favorite thing? Um, I think maybe I'm just easy to please or something. But I feel like there is toxic fandom where people just tear things apart no matter what it is or how good it is. It's never enough. People are never satisfied. And, oh, it's garbage, it's garbage. They should have done this, they should have done that. When I think we should just accept it for what it is, have your opinion about it or whatever, but this is what it is, so we should appreciate what we got, you know? And that includes... So, like... I'm just happy that there's... Tearing it down is not going to change what it was. Right. We have it. Yeah. Let's, you know, let's be glad that, that it's out there, that they're, you know... We're still getting Star Wars and yeah, superheroes and things like that, you know. And, and we just uh, a discussion for another time. We have very different opinions of the Last Jedi. Yes, we do. And I'm in the minority on that. I know, which is a shock. I mean, I thought me I'm disliking just, some parts, I would be in the minority. But we'll discuss that later. Yeah. Um. So. I would have to say my least favorite part is almost like it's still not taken as serious as I think it should be. Like just this year, a superhero film won an Oscar. And it's about time. You're talking about End of the Spider-Verse? Um, not just End of the Spider-Verse. Black Panther won an Oscar oh, as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but it's finally being... So, but they've had to go how long and do certain things a certain way to even be considered by the Academy. And I know that overall, critiquing-wise, like Siskel and Ebert that we grew up with, mm. those kind of critics and all that... Over-critique. Over-critique. Pick, like, they, they're obviously not going to look at a comic book No film. matter what it is, like... The next movie could bring Carrie Fisher back from the dead, mm-hmm. which they sort of are in a way. Yeah. Like, we're going to see her in some form. Yeah, she has trailers. So, you know, short of that, and even with that, I feel like so many fanboys out there would just not care. They would. There's nothing that's going to happen with Star Wars that I think is going to make everybody happy. They're not going to be satisfied no matter what. Okay, I agree. Um... Other than that, I think that's my least uh, favorite thing. So, superhero-wise, we're going to go delve into some of our favorites. Uh, this will be male-female. I'll ask you a question, you give me male and female. So, Marvel, who is your favorite male? Who is your favorite female? Well, anyone who knows me knows that my number one favorite superhero of all time is Spider-Man. That's been the case since... As long as I can remember, I remember coming home after school <clears throat> to my uh, grandmother's house to watch uh, the those the animated X Men, uh, Spider Man, and Batman. Those cartoons were on every day. Yeah. After school, but Spider Man was always my number one guy, and he still is to this day. And female, I really have always uh, liked Jean Grey for some reason. I just like the all her power, and I like the ones that can fly. I think that's cool. And she's she just she's very elegant, and yeah. it's like she, she can effortlessly 
do things, you know, make things fly around and control people with their mind just by waving her hand. And I think that's really cool. So, I I mean, she's almost kind of like the, there's a Jedi aspect to it. Yeah. So. Doing it with flair. Yeah. I love that. Mine have always been, my male has always been Wolverine. Weapon X. I love Wolverine. I actually used to have a, a very big inflatable of Wolverine. Huge inflatable of Wolverine in my room when I was a kid. I think I loved his uh, his brashness, his anti-authority, because I've always been very fallen line, kind of. Uh, and that goes to say with a lot of my, like, I love the... Not the leader, not the Captain America, but the... The anti-hero. The anti-hero-esque. And my female has always been Rogue. Uh, The done right Rogue. The animated Rogue. The one we know. The one we know. The comic book Rogue. Sugar. You know. So, your favorite villain in the Marvel Universe. Male and female. Oh. A female villain? I think uh, you could... Phoenix? Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say, Jean Grey on Phoenix the other side of that coin, together. Jean could be your favorite hero, and Phoenix could be your favorite villain. We'll go with that. Okay. And uh, the male is Magneto. Another one who can fly, and he's... He's just effortless. And he's a strong leader. Yes. And he can, yeah. Just, and plus, Ian McKellen doing the movies made me love Magneto that much more. Is that what you're going to get on your... Other leg? I thought about it. Magneto in McAllen's Magneto. <laughs> um, I'd have to say my favorite Marvel villain is Carnage. I think that there is just a a scary aspect of just ravishing things just to do it. There's no, oh, I had a bad job. I mean, he is a symbiote, sure, but the symbiote picked an already psychotic human being to host. So... That makes it even scarier. Yeah. And he's so bad that Venom helps Spider-Man beat him. Well, his his name uh, is Carnage for a reason. They, <laughs> for they a didn't reason. call him like uh, mild or... <laughs> <you know>. Medium. <laughs> Chaos, craziness. Decently bad Carnage. guy. <laughs> and uh, I'd have to agree with you with Dark Phoenix. Um, I love the Dark Phoenix arc because it shows... It's almost like she is one of the most purest of female heroes in the Marvel Universe. But like that, on a bad day, the Phoenix could come out and she could destroy everybody. Well, the fact that she's able to hold it in shows you just how strong, how strong she, she is. is. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, DC. We're going to go to my world now uh-huh. with the DC Universe. Favorite hero, male and female? You go first. Okay. Uh, favorite male hero is obviously the Cape Crusader. It has to be Batman. I have been a Batman fan. Actually, on my mantle at the house, there's this picture of a Batman came to the mall and took pictures as if he were Santa Claus. And there's a picture of me sitting on Batman's lap and I have my little cape and little Robin-type mask. And it's, and it's adorable, obviously, because I'm in it. But... Batman always, because he proves that, yes, I know the age-old argument, he has money, but I truly believe that Bruce Wayne, without money, would have still found a way to fight 
to be a vigilante. Mm -hmm. His money helps, but it's not what makes him the hero. It's not what he... What is it he says? It's not what he is that defines him, but what he does that defines who he is. I agree with that. So, and a female, I love the Black Canary. Um, I love her intensity, her tenacity. I love her relationship with Oliver Queen in the comics. And they did decent with her in the show. But uh, I love the Black Canary. Okay, I will also say Batman. Or actually, no, I don't want to say Batman. Unpopular, uncommon answer here, I bet. Nightwing. Okay. I like Nightwing. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I've always seen you as my sidekick. Yeah, oh. Oh, that (laughs) Uh, I'll choose Nightwing, and then I, to be honest, I don't have a favorite female DC hero because... There aren't really many that are well-known. I mean, there's obviously a lot of females in yes. the universe, but how many everyday people, you know, casual viewers, readers, you know, whatever, how the casual audience, how many of them are going to know any heroes other than Wonder Woman? Supergirl, maybe. Maybe Batgirl. But I guarantee Batgirl, you the average person could not name on one hand five female DC superheroes. But with Marvel, I bet they could. Absolutely with Marvel, they could. Okay, right. So, that's why I'd say, yeah, and that's, maybe DC needs to step it up in that area. If you're listening, hint, step it up. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. Alright, so, DC villains. Male and female. The Riddler and Poison Ivy. I like the Riddler's Fancy, bougie suits. Yes. And his cane. And that he's intelligent and witty. Well, he attacks the Dark Knight in a way that no other villains really do. Yeah. He attacks his mind, Mm -hmm. his education, his wit. And I love that. That makes him, you know, unlike Uh, the rest. Poison Ivy because... Save the planet, man. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) She's beautiful. She is. Um... Um, I would have to agree with you. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, those are two great choices. No, she's just... Uh, I, I like uh, the strong kind of... What's the word I'm looking for? Sultry. Yeah. She's very sultry. Yeah. yeah she yeah. is. Um, and I like that they play up the fact that she uses men as, you know... Yeah, to get what she wanted to, to get what she wants, and as tools and like. As well, in all she honesty, she's very them. empowered, female wise. Yeah, I love and that. And she's very. She really only does a lot of what she wants to do to save Mother Earth. So is she a villain? Go green is what makes her a villain. How she does it, it's not her idea that makes her a villain. She just wants to save the Earth. Most villains are heroes in their own eyes. In their own eyes. Except for my favorite villain, the Joker. Uh, He just wants to watch the world burn. He didn't have some dark, you know, oh, my parents died and I'm going to get revenge on everybody. He didn't have a freak accident happen to me and I'm going to make the world pay. He is just, sure he fell in a vat of acid. He's a criminal. He is, I just want to laugh 
and kill and cause chaos. And I, I love that, but I also think what made me love, fall in love with the character of the Joker was Mark Hamill's animated Joker. Me too. And just that laugh. And the way, the way he talked to, to you know, just, hello, Batman. Just very, because we saw him as Luke, as kids. And then when you really find out. I didn't out, know that. I didn't uh, know for was years. Until I was an adult. Yeah, I didn't know until, uh, I believe, I found out when he returned to the Arkham games. Really? Yeah, I didn't find out to the first Arkham game. Yeah. Um, Because I really didn't want to know voice actors at that point. But uh, my favorite, and and you probably make a joke, but for some reason my favorite DC villain is Talia Al Ghul. I don't know why. I wish... There are a slew of amazing DC female villains. You know, there's Killer Frost, there's Poison Ivy, there's Catwoman to an extent... But I love Talia. She also is an empowered woman. Very sultry. Hello, beloved. I just love I just love her. Yeah. Um, so let's switch, switch gears to the video gaming world. What is your favorite uh, video game of all time? I don't I don't think that I could choose a favorite of all time. I just, I I would consider myself a gamer, but I am not, the, the the people I know who call themselves gamers, they are like, they go hard. Okay? They're gamers. I mean, they are gamers. Yes. You know? So, uh, that's not me. And I didn't grow up with, like, brothers and sisters my own age, so I always grew up playing video games by myself, insert. Yeah. Sad music. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, I know that's part of the fun is the competitiveness of it and everything, but I never really had the chance to do that. So, uh, games that I played on my own and really enjoyed would be like um, Star Fox 64 and... Classic. The, Quality game. Yeah. Uh, and there were different paths you could take to get different levels. Yeah, so I would, yeah do a different one like every day uh the more more recently marvel ultimate alliance uh was a big favorite that still holds up i could play that one over and over again um and then i've loved the batman arkham games especially oh they've been fantastic proof that i I would love to see rocksteady and them take on another you know green arrow or flash yeah you know, because they just develop fantastic games. Yeah, I don't know. I think they'd be good, but I don't think that well, nothing would, would work beat. as well because it's Batman. Because he's a detective, and people you've know got, Batman. You've got the Riddler things to find. You've got he's very. It's very. It's not just boom, boom, smash, smash. Beat the storyline. The game's over. There's so much that you. I can, can see do. them doing it as like a. Because they got to the point in a couple of them where you could switch and be Catwoman and yeah. all that. Maybe they could do something like that. Where a, it's Justice a Justice League, League or yeah. at least Superman and Batman or Flash and yeah. Batman and Superman or whatever. The founding members. That'd yeah. be kind of cool. Something like that. So, what other games did you... Uh, I I did grow up with... Me and my brother played Nintendo 64 games against each other a lot. Uh, along with our friend Caleb. And we did... 
play a lot of those like Mario Karts and Super Smash and Goldeneye. And it was great stuff, but my favorite of all time has to be Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Because I think that it paved the way for games like today, like Skyrim and those RPG games. Uh, multi-screen, bigger worlds RPG games. Which this question begs the question, what's your favorite system? I mean, I think we were spoiled. I think we grew up with the best system. Yeah, we were lucky to be the generation that kind of came in on the tail end of the Super Nintendo. Yeah. We were really young when we got the Nintendo 64 and kind of like, you know, 9, 10-ish or so when, when the PlayStation, PlayStation came out. And man, at the time, there was nothing like the PlayStation. Yeah. Remember when you realized that CD? the games were CDs? Yeah. And now, you know, kids today would... Well, kids today could get on their Xbox and not have to worry about a disc. Yeah. Uh, especially with Fortnite running around. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would agree. We were we were kind of spoiled because we had Super Nintendo 64, PlayStation, Xbox. But For nostalgia's sake and for younger me, I'm going to say the Nintendo 64. I would agree. I'd have absolutely wholeheartedly agree. So what, what nerd fandom of today uh, still, it's... It's not your nostalgic nerdum, but something that goes on today that you're just nerd out about. Uh, I'm going to say the MCU, even though the characters have been around for far longer than the movies. The what Disney has done and the MCU and the the universe that they've built, yeah, uh, unbeatable. Nobody can touch it. I don't think we'll ever see anything like it. Um, and the fact that it's caused the whole world to pay attention to it is superheroes and in the billions now smash records not even a week since it's opened and it's in the billions yeah destroyed records um I would have to say Supernatural I geek out over Supernatural I love that show all all 15,000 seasons seasons. (laughs) next season it does end and I will be sad but it's ending on its terms and it's been a great you know a great thing to nerd out on. It really has. So, uh, what's a... Uh, I know we, we talked about sitting here in your room of pops, but do you have like a... You still have a nerd artifact? A relic? Relic from... I wouldn't even say like your five and six-year-old childhood, but something that you were nerding out about that you still have, maybe from elementary or middle school. No, I somewhere at my mother's house, I have all of my old wrestling toys stored away somewhere. Really? I don't know that I'll ever get rid of them. I've talked about it a lot. I'll never, you know, pay any attention to them really ever again, so I should try to get rid of them, but... I don't know, man. I don't I know. Mean, There's just you might something have a son. about it that I spend a lot of time playing with those things. Yeah. All my old Star Wars toys that are, you know, loose. Yeah. If I think back to seven or eight year old me he would be so distraught distraught that I would have so many toys that I wouldn't open that they would just sit in boxes he'd be like what are you doing man (laughs) Um, I definitely would have to say I have a life a life size keyblade yes from Kingdom Hearts 2 I have Mickey Mouse's keyblade Uh, and it's made out of oak 
It's very strong and it actually could hurt somebody if swung. And it's just really cool and it's something I, I wouldn't want to get rid of. So, speaking of wrestling, what is your favorite wrestler of all time? Who is my favorite wrestler of all time? That would be uh, Sting. Sting. He was the first one that I was drawn to when I started watching as a kid. I've always loved Sting. And all of his old his old stuff that he did um, in the 90s, even the flat top Beach Surfer Boy Sting. Sting. Beach Boy was Sting. fun to watch. So, I've that's that's my number one guy. Cool. I like Sting. We got to meet him, which yeah. was really cool. Yeah. Um, mine has definitely been uh, Shawn Michaels, HBK. Yep. My entire life. Close second would be Undertaker, but there's just something about Shawn. I mean, he's... I love Shawn, too. He's the showstopper. Yeah. I mean, we listened to a podcast not too long ago where his words are, if I can't be... The showstopper. I'm not stepping foot in that ring. I'm not going to give you a B plus or C plus performance if I can't be Shawn Michaels. Don't ask me to do something. Yeah, and and I I, I, I respect that. I love that. So we're going to finish up the questions here with who's your favorite day in the history of nerddom? Favorite day. Favorite moment in nerd history? I'm biased, and all my answers are Marvel-based, but uh, I think we just experienced it. I think Endgame was... I read something online about people saying that Endgame is going to be for kids like what Star Wars was for a generation one time. Like They're going to remember who they were with, where they were, when they saw Endgame for the first time, because it's, it's so big and it's so well done. Absolutely. And the fact that it has all these heroes over the course of 10 years and 22 movies all in one, this massive story, there'll never be anything like this ever again. And I think that was the happiest day. Okay. Um, Mine is a Marvel. Shocking, I know. Um, Mine actually led us to the end game. It was the post-credit scene of Iron Man. When Nick Fury has broken into Tony's house, and he says, you know, he gives him the whole spiel, and he's like, I'm sorry, who are you? And he's like, I'm Nick Fury. I'd like to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. Right. Ends. And that moment, you're like, oh, so that's where we're going with yeah. this. Which was exciting, but we had no idea they no. would become what the it 20, is today. Yeah, you had, you had no idea. And I know Crazy we're going to have the same one. And I don't think it's biased because I know it's a Marvel moment. But oh, well, yeah, but it was really a, a moment for everybody. It was I really think it was the saddest Stan moment Lee. in nerd history was the death of Stanley. Yeah. Um. It was. It was. It felt like we lost our grandfather. I had the next day at school uh, at work. Um, I had a coworker walk up to me and she said. And she was pretty serious. She said, I feel like I should come say I'm sorry for your loss. Because people know how much this stuff means to me. Yeah. You know, which is one reason, you know, that we're doing this. But people know that about me. That's that's me. That's what I love. Yeah. And um, I, it did kind of hit me hard. I had a couple of days where I was really bummed out about Stanley. So. Well, and I think that sometimes you, we thought that, you know, guys, I think we had so many conversations when he'd get sick. 
Like, oh, you know, I don't... What sucks is I don't think it's going to be long. I now. saw the man in, like, 2014, and I thought, in person, he looked terrible. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, Stan Lee is not long for this world. <laughs> and then he still made it another five years. four or five years. Crazy. It's, it's, and it was like, we, you know, but he's immortalized. You know, his body's gone. But Stan Lee is... Stan Lee had a lot to live for, man. He had the gratitude of millions of people. He had... I think that's why he lived He had a long, loving marriage, from what we know. Yeah. Um, And she passed a few months or so before he did. Well, and they... Yeah. Who else did that happen to? Johnny and June. Johnny and June. They say that happened. Not to mention, one of Stan's favorite things was that he had tons of money. So... Yeah. He joked about his money all the time. He like, I have a lot of money. So, yeah, he had a lot to live for. And I think he enjoyed his life, and we are all a lot better off because of him. Because of him, so, absolutely. Rip, Stan. Rest in peace, Stan. Um, so I'm going to end this with not even a comic. I'm going to end this from inside the actor studio. What is your least favorite word ever? Can I think about it? Can you? You want me to tell you tell mine? Yeah, I know yours, but you can you can tell me. You want me to say it? Ah, uh, it's moist. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst word. I've never understood people being grossed out. Or it's out just by a words. terrible word, man. Sometimes if I think about words and like really sound them out and like words like. Jaundice, <laughs> mesothelioma. Those are such strange words. Formula, really, formula. That's a weird one. They don't really bother me. It's just weird it's just, if you think about weird. it. Me and my dad used to giggle. There was a Nickelodeon game show where the British these two British people hosted, and they'd always say you have to swim around the buoy, and the way they'd say buoy. It always made me and Dad laugh. Like, buoy. Paddle around the buoy. Buoy. What a thing. You idiot. But. Buoy. 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 So, that's a little bit of Q&A for us. And I'm sure that over the next little while, while we do these, we'll throw out some more facts about ourselves. Interesting stories. Uh, But you can ask us questions. We love to get asked questions. We have... A Facebook page. You Except know, for what is my phone number, I'm happily married. He's happily married, and I have a girlfriend, so we cannot be giving out our phone numbers. So, our Facebook page is 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Um, it is a, a fantastic picture done by David Nunes, and you can comment on there, ask us questions that you may like to see, or give us suggestions, you know, if you want us to talk about one specific movie in the Marvel Universe, or the DC Universe, or a Disney film, we'll dissect it, we'll talk about it. Um, you can also email us at 30, that's three zero, not the word 30, three zero and nerdy pod at gmail.com. So, you know what, man? That's our first official one in the books. Good grief. First one. Hopefully of many. It was the mothership. Yeah, this is our Genesis project. <laughs> I 
every great th- great story has a genesis. This that's is what ours. They say. That's what they say. So I think we should, uh, you know, snap the old snap uh, the gauntlet snap, on this one. Snap the gauntlet and yeah. uh, see what what comes of it. Yeah, we'll see what comes of this. All right, adios there, there people. Yeah. Thanks for uh, joining us for so long, and hopefully you'll come back sometime and listen to us again. Yeah. Maybe you can join us. Maybe you can be a part of the conversation. I like that idea. Maybe hold a contest. (laughs) Because we're so important. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll talk to two people. You both won. (laughs) (laughs) One of them's Logan, and we won't let him on. All right, we'll talk to you later, nerds. Adios. Bye-bye.